Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical, Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical, Identical Twins. twins. We are just thrilled to be bringing you this episode today. Mm -hmm. You've caught us. It's a great one. It's so good. Episode 89. 89. It's I, huge. We are inching our way to 100, Carrie. I know. I guess so. Yeah. We just keep chipping away at these numbers. Right. All right. 89. This hymn has been a long time coming. I know. I know. I know. We have been talking about this hymn for a long time. This came to us from a listener. Mm hmm so this is Linda, and she's in Virginia. Mm -hmm. She has been listening to Him Talk, Twin Talk for a while. Yes. And we go back and forth with emails every once in a while. She has already submitted a hymn request. Right. And we loved it. Yes. So way back, episode 49. Wow. It was Jesus, Lover of My Soul. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, everybody has to clap for a Charles Wesley hymn. Yep. We loved doing Jesus Lover of My Soul. And back then, okay, I think the email was like February of 2022. Right. She put in her next request. <laughs> right. She said, I know you just did Jesus Lover of My Soul, but here's my next one. And here we are all these months later. Yeah. And we're finally getting to it. I so know. thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. So Linda, you know, she did this for Jesus, Lover of My Soul, and she's doing it for this one. She doesn't just submit the hymn. Right. She actually submits the performance yes. of the hymn. So she has given us the the people, the person that she wants to hear perform the hymn. And we'll hear it at the end of the episode. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll share so it with you. Linda gives us like everything we yes. need. And she also gives us a great story of why she chose mm -hmm. the hymn. The thing that is the most interesting, and you may have seen this in the hymn clues, is that it was recorded by many, many artists. Right. Um, she said in her email that she knew the song from Johnny Cash. Right. But besides Johnny Cash, it was recorded by Hank Williams, Sam Cooke, Elvis Presley, Brad Paisley. That's a lot of people I for know. one hymn that and, we don't know. And it runs the years. Yes. I mean, we're talking about all these different decades. Yes. And some of you may know this. I really didn't know it. Right. But Tina Turner and her husband at the time, Ike, Ike and Tina Turner, put out a record together. They collaborated and performed together. And they performed this song. And it was nominated for a Grammy for that year for Best Soul Gospel Performance. So this is a song that clearly has crossed over, right? Yes. It's not just in the churches. It's in pop music, country music, R&B. Yeah. Um, and people might know it. People might know it. I think... One of the recordings that is probably the most mainstream is the record that was recorded by Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Emmy Lou Harris. Right. That, this trio of powerhouse women. It was recorded in 1987. Mm -hmm. And of course, we were alive in 1987, but I know. <laughs> we didn't listen to the music. I guess we didn't. <laughs> I guess we didn't. Um, but these three women collaborated, mm -hmm. and it was, it was a huge success. It was these... 
different kinds of singers. Dolly was from Tennessee. She was Nashville's leading star. Linda Ronstadt was in California, and she was like for the baby boomers. And Emmy Lou Harris, who I really didn't know, was a folk singer who was taking a kind of more folky country sound to the college crowd. So mm. these three women from three different backgrounds that attract different audiences, that have different managers, different record labels, they formed a trio. And it wasn't country, and it wasn't rock and roll, and it wasn't gospel. It was like this mix. And I actually found a documentary on the three women on YouTube because what they were doing was so different, so weird. I mean, three women who had already had independent careers. Successful careers. Yeah. Yeah. That they get together. They did a bunch of songs and a bunch of records and... This is probably the least well-known So did they do a lot of gospel songs? Yeah, they did gospels. They did country. But, I mean, when you hear them sing, their harmonies are so beautiful. And they're interviewed in this documentary, and they say, yeah, when we sang together, we could tell it was magic. Like, all three voices just blended so well. And then they interviewed, you know, more contemporary singers who do harmony like that and they all agreed yeah it was from there it was from the three of them and their album was just called trio it was from trio that's how we learned that you could have a sound like this i mean it'd be really exciting to think that there are people who know this song because of them i know and you know and the song has a really beautiful message right i mean i don't know if linda would have known about the song if it weren't for johnny cash so there's probably Mm -hmm. people that know the song just from them so linda heard it and it's kind of an okay well-known hymn it's in 61 hymnals yeah that's not that many no i'm thinking more people know it from yeah. the radio exactly or the albums exactly. instead of church and they're drawn to it and linda you know does have a personal story about the hymn even though it came from johnny cash yeah so she said that the words are so special to her she was grieving the loss of her father mm-hmm. and she would keep coming back to the hymn But even prior to that, before her dad died, he had been in rehab. So he had had a few strokes and he had fallen. And so his health was declining and he was angry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a lot of people would be. He was angry and he was upset at the way his body was falling apart. And he would often ask his daughter, Linda, why? Why is this happening to me? Why would God do this? And Linda said, that she would sing the refrain Mm -hmm. of this hymn. She said those words were comforting to her to Mm -hmm. sing them in response to that question. She said her father was never really satisfied with that answer, but somehow, you know, those words brought her peace. Mm -hmm. And she she knew back then, she knows now, that God is in control, Mm -hmm. and even when bad things happen. Mm -hmm. This song comforted her. Let's tell everyone what it is. Okay. Linda knows what it is. <laughs> now you all will too. The hymn is Farther, Farther Along. I hope people are clapping. I hope they're clapping and I hope they know it. And you know what? If you don't know it, buckle up because we got some <laughs> awesome stuff to tell you. But before we get into all of it, I yeah. thought let's just sing the refrain. Okay. That is what was important to Linda in her mm-hmm. time. Um, so we'll sing the refrain and maybe there are people out there that would recognize it. Okay. Father along will know all about it. Farther along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, don't worry. 
live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. I mean, it's kind of fun singing it like with you. I know. I feel like we need a third person in here. Let's do a trio. Where's Emmy Lou? We need like the third (laughs) sister. Which one of us is Dolly? (laughs) I don't know. I have always had a special kinship with Linda I know, I know, I know. I'll be Dolly. I want to be her. Well, the harmonies are really pretty. I mean, of course, we only sang two of the parts. Mm -hmm. I kind of went back and forth between tenor Mm -hmm. and alto, but you could see how three people, those three voices would sound amazing. And I would just say, go to four, like give me SATV. Exactly. I think a quartet, a gospel quartet would be beautiful. And I think that uh, for their songs that they performed together, they purposely picked songs that had great harmony. Yes, that they could lean into the the harmony mm-hmm. and this beautiful female trio sound. So mm-hmm. this sounds awesome by them. Now, I feel like when you listen to this refrain and really hear these words, I'm so grateful that it was comforting to our listener, Linda. Of course. But there are some problems with this refrain. Right. And the biggest problem is that it never mentions God. No. It I mean, doesn't talk about... It talks about sunshine. Mm-hmm. It talks about... The fact that we don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, but even that, cheer up, don't worry. Yeah. Can you think of one person in your life who came to you with a real problem that that would be your advice to them? No. And I can't even imagine a time in congregational worship where that kind of sentiment would be appropriate. Right. Yeah, I mean, cheer up, don't worry, kind of difficult advice to give. And right. you don't see that advice in... You know, I couldn't think of any hymns. Right. I mean, when I thought of Great is Thy Faithfulness, it has the word cheer in it. Right. Like, we're talking about God. His dear presence will cheer and guide us. Right. So verse 3, if people, I'm sure people recognize this. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. So we're talking about Jesus doing the cheering up. Right. Right? It's not just about us cheering ourselves up. Right. So, I mean, of course, Great is Thy Faithfulness is just a favorite of so many people. Mm -hmm. And the theology of that hymn is so strong. If you haven't listened to episode 50, I mean, that's a fantastic episode. Great is Thy Faithfulness, episode 50. Mm -hmm. Check it out right after you finish listening to Farther Along. But another hymn that talks about cheering up. Right. We had to, like, go look for them. We had to dig. We didn't know any. No. This is only published in two hymnals, Cal. Mm -hmm. It's called Cheer Up, Ye Saints of God, There's Nothing to Worry About. This is a fun one to say. It's a fun one and it's quick. Yeah. All right. Cheer up, ye saints of God, there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to make you feel afraid, nothing to make you doubt. Remember, Jesus never fails, so why not trust him and shout? You'll be sorry you worried at all tomorrow morning. (laughs) I don't even know what to think about that. Okay, well, there's a couple of things. I mean, at least it's clear that it's about God and Jesus. Right. Which is great. The tune is peppy. I love it. But again, I think this almost reads like a children's song. I could picture kids singing this. And marching down the aisle. And like totally believing it and loving it. But adults would understand that it's a lot deeper than that. I know. To just say there's nothing to worry about. Nothing. I mean, if we all could live like that. Yeah. And it's like nothing to make you doubt. I mean, we see over and over again in the Bible that people did doubt and mm-hmm. they went to God with their questions. Mm-hmm. Why would we be saying there's nothing? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that last line is very problematic. 
you'll be sorry you worried at all <laughs> tomorrow morning. <laughs> like, really? We're like, going to threaten people? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> you'll be sorry. I'll give you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such a weird yeah. way to end it. <laughs> I have problems with this. Hint. I think okay. telling uh, telling people when they're having problems to just cheer up is is problematic. Well, and I think telling them that they'll be sorry tomorrow. <laughs> You'll be sorry. <laughs> All right, so let's weird. look at another one that I found. Okay. And again, it's that peppy kind of fun feel. It's called Jesus is Coming Again. And we want to tell people to not worry. Right. And it's in 41 hymnals. Okay, so this is a little more. A little more um, well-known than the, the other one. Okay. Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, ye pilgrims. Be joyful and sing. Jesus is coming again. Okay, so still like fun, rousing, yeah, exciting. Mm-hmm. Cheer up, ye pilgrims! Be joyful and sing. Yeah, but this I think feels like it makes a little bit more sense. Yes, I mean it's telling us that we have something to be happy about because we know Jesus is coming back. Right, and this hymn is very clearly about the second coming. Right, right, and there's not a lot of hymns about the second coming. I know. So it's kind of neat. And actually, that cheer up ye pilgrims is only in the verse one. So it goes on to other verses to talk about, you know, what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. The difference in our farther along is that we sing cheer up four times times. because it's in the refrain. Mm -hmm. Cheer up, don't worry, live in the sunshine. You know, when when I hear live in the sunshine, I think back to that hymn we did, There is Sunshine in My Soul Today. Oh, yes. I mean, that was Eliza Edmonds Hewitt. Right. We didn't do this hymn on the podcast, but we just talked about her. Right. And so we talked about this hymn. Um, You know, and you might look at There is Sunshine in My Soul Today, like, what does that mean? Right. But when you look at the words, she says... There is sunshine in my soul today. It's more glorious and more bright Mm. than glows in the earthly sky because Jesus is my light. Right. So, you know, you have to kind of read through the whole Mm -hmm. verse to get what that sunshine is. Mm -hmm. But you're saying Jesus is your light. This is saying that we live in the sunshine, but it never really talks about where that light is or who that light is. In fact, it almost kind of reminds me of that, you know, blue sky, cloud has a silver lining, right, right. you know, kind of sounds like a just a sweet little idiom, you know, when the skies are gray. Now, I know, the only thing that kind of tells me that it is about Jesus, but you have to really dig for it, is we'll understand it all by and by. Mm. And we talked about by and by yeah. a ton. I know, I loved that episode. That was 74. Mm-hmm. In the sweet by and by, right. what does by and by mean? Like, we didn't even know. No, and the hymn writers who wrote in, in the sweet by and by, right. 100% meant for by and by to be heaven. heaven. And that's what this is saying. Right. Farther along, we're going to understand this. Farther along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, don't worry, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by, by and, and by. by in heaven. 
So I think that we need to dig into the whole hymn. Yeah. So that we can really understand what the hymn writer was saying. Because mm-hmm. it's not enough just from the refrain. And like I said, Linda loved the refrain. And it really was such a comfort to her. And I'm so thankful for that. But we need to get into this a little bit more. All right. So we are going to read through all the words. Right. It's you sang the refrain. Mm-hmm. But let's do the four verses. Mm-hmm. Let's have Raluca play it, Cal. Yes. So Raluca is our hymn-loving friend from Instagram. She just had a new album released. I know. I'm I, so proud of her. I, I don't know how she does it. She does it so fast. She writes all her arrangements. Right. They're completely original. And she writes them to be interesting and challenging for a musician, for an accomplished uh, classical pianist. Yeah, she has to practice them. It's not easy. She's not just creating these little, (laughs) you know, melodies and and harmonies to just go with them. She is creating like works of art. Yeah, so we'll share her information with you, although if you've been a longtime listener, you've you've heard it all before. But we'll definitely put the link to her new album. Right. It's called Be Still. And she has some great hymns on it. Awesome. So she is going to play on the piano farther along. Listen to the tune. Mm-hmm. Get that tune in your head. And we'll read through the verses. Right. Tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never molested, though in the wrong. Verse 2. When death has come and taken our loved ones, it leaves our home so lonely and drear. Then do we wonder why others prosper, living so wicked year after year. Verse 3. Faithful till death, said our loving master. A few more days to labor and wait. Toils of the road will then seem as nothing as we sweep through the beautiful gate. Verse 4, when we see Jesus coming in glory, when he comes from his home in the sky, then we shall meet him in that bright mansion. We'll We'll understand it all by and by. So, I mean, the hymn definitely delivers in the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes four verses, Mm -hmm. but finally in verse four, we hear the name Jesus. Jesus. Now, verse three, we do call him master. Mm -hmm. But for the first time, we we see his name Jesus Mm -hmm. in verse four. There's a lot of great things that are 100% true and biblical Mm -hmm. in these verses. Mm -hmm. They're just a little vague. Right. And, you know, there is some controversy. <laughs> about the words. I mean, it's not just that they're vague. Like the words are a little clunky and and the language is odd. odd. I mean, when was the last time you sang a hymn with the word molested in it? That like made me cringe a little bit. I know. Yeah. I I can't imagine that verse being sung now. Yeah. So the biggest question that people have about this hymn is trying to categorize it. Is it a funeral hymn? Mm. Is it a hymn that questions God? Is it a hymn of hope? Is it a hymn about heaven? There are a lot of images about heaven in the hymn, if you really look at it. So some could say it's a hymn about heaven, and so it's a hymn of hope and beauty. I mean, listen to some of the words that are in here about heaven. We already talked about by and by, that's an image of heaven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Farther along, I think it's saying, okay, not now, then. And the sunshine, sunshine could just be heaven. Mm -hmm. But then we have the beautiful gate. Right. How about the home in the sky? Or the bright mansion. Mm -hmm. So it's about heaven. When we get to heaven, 
And then I was just thinking of that hymn. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Such a great song. I mean, we do have on the podcast yeah. plan to do when we all get to heaven right. at some point. At so some point. Everyone will hear it at some point. <laughs> It's a great song about heaven. Mm -hmm. This one mentions heaven. There's some beautiful imagery. I was really drawn to the words bright mansion because I feel like that is biblical. We see it in John 14 too. And if you look at the King James Version, it literally says mansion. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. So he, Jesus in this King James Version says the word mansion, and it's right there in verse four, then we shall meet him him in that bright mansion he lists it there right. and we as christians know what that means of course well like who doesn't think of that verse from right. john right right yeah right and then of course i thought of another heaven hymn that was about mansion oh and i want to put this one on the podcast someday uh, so cal we sang this one as kids mm -hmm. and we loved it mm -hmm. it was so much fun to sing so sweet, so pretty. And I was surprised that it wasn't in our current hymnal. Right. So it's not getting published much anymore? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's 1949 by Iris Stanfield, so it's not, you know, old, old. But it does not get the publishing that it, it used to. I do think that the view of heaven and people's view of end times and how there's a few little perspectives on that, um, this is one perfect perspective that people, you know, don't believe in. So they're not going to sing it. Well, I don't know if everybody knows. We're talking about the hymn, Mansion, Mansion Over, Over the, the Hilltop. Hilltop. All right, let's just sing the refrain. Sing I, I want to do a poll to see how many of our listeners even know it. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where We'll never grow old, and someday yonder, we will never more wander, but walk the streets that are purest gold. I, that's so much fun to say. It's so much fun. I've... I've People must know this, but I wonder if they know it like the way we know it right. from like 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Right. I mean, I hope, I assume our parents would recognize it. Oh, yeah. And I actually can remember being a little girl mm -hmm. and trying to learn to plunk this out on the piano with mm -hmm. my, you know, limited knowledge of piano. We had mm -hmm. been taken for a year, mm -hmm. for a few years and trying to play it on the piano. I loved this song and I don't think it has been in any of the adult hymnals, you know, the hymnals that I've seen now that I'm an adult since then. Right. Since then. So are you seeing some similarities to these heaven hymns? They're fun, they're bright, they're happy. And farther along doesn't really fit those adjectives. So you kind of go, oh, it's not a heaven hymn. Um, and I did hear that it was sung in funerals. So it's a funeral hymn. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's get into each verse. Okay. And let's find it in the Bible. You know, find where the Bible and how the Bible supports this hymn. Perfect. All right, here's verse one. Tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. 
while there are others living about us. Never molested, though in the wrong. It is questioning why does it have to be like this for us, that we're constantly tempted, that we're constantly tried, and other people are just living about us, and they're never bothered, they say molested, and, and even though they're in the wrong, even though they don't live, you know, great lives, how come they have it great and, and we don't? I mean, so it's basically that age-old question, yeah. and there have been so many I books know. about it. Why do bad things happen to good people? Right, and if you've been a Christian for any length of time, and you've tried to talk to people about your right. faith, chances are someone has asked you that. I know. And you've had to try to answer, and it's never an easy question to answer, especially if you're talking to someone who's really struggling right. and in pain. Right. Well, one of the things that is kind of inherently wrong about this is that no one is good. Right. There's no one good. So you can't say, hey, I'm good. How come bad things are happening to me? No one is good. We are by nature sinners. We are by nature lawbreakers. And therefore, we are not good. I mean, Jesus said those exact words in Mark 10, 18. He said, no one is good except God alone. And I mean, honestly, you could look at it this way. Only one time did a bad thing happen to a good person. And that person was Christ. And the bad thing that happened to him was that he suffered our punishment. Right. Verse 2 has even more questions, and it's even more specific. I can picture people living through verse 2. Okay. Let's sing it. When death has come and taken our loved ones, it leaves our home so lonely and drear. Then do we wonder why others prosper, living so wicked year after year. So now it's still asking the question. Yeah. Why are the bad people not getting any punishment? Right. They're prospering. Right. Even though they're living so wicked. And, but it's very specific, this story, when death has come and taken our loved ones and our homes are lonely and drear. Right. You, I can picture people who've gone through a traumatic death, a death of someone who died way before their time. And they say, why did this happen? And honestly, you're asking these questions, right? Why is this happening? And the answer farther along we'll understand it is actually a pretty good answer yeah. because we won't understand it this side of heaven. And the more time and energy we put trying to, kind of the more miserable we'll be. I, that's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, want, I don't need to know why. I'll never figure it out. I'm just going to trust God. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is kind of a good answer to the question. Mm -hmm. Farther along we'll understand it. Okay, so verse 3. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting to know this hymn really well. Now. I know. I really, I, I could sing it perfectly now <laughs> by the time we get to verse three. All right. Faithful till death said our loving master a few more days to labor and wait. Toils of the road will then seem as nothing as we sweep through the beautiful
beautiful gate. Beautiful gate. Beautiful gate. Okay, that reminds me of one of our episodes. Hope you listen to it. The, the Eastern, Eastern gate. gate. I'll meet you at the morning. <laughs> I'll and that was fun and happy too. Yeah, yeah. That was episode 35. Mm-hmm. So fun. And it was another song that we didn't we know. We did not know at all. <laughs> at all. And yet here we are, you know, they're c- calling the... The gate. The gate. Sweeping through the gate. The pearly gates. Kelly, what does sweeping through the gate mean? As we sweep through... Well, what other verb could we have used? As we walk through, as we stroll through, as we fly through? <laughs> Glide through. As soar we sweep. through. Sweep. I mean, is that because we have our brooms and we're just cleaning up on our way in? No. <laughs> is it because we have our angel wings and we're like not quite flying? Really angel wings? Angel wings. <laughs> oh, brooms? <laughs> Well, I was trying to be productive, like we could clean here. This place is a mess. I'm assuming Evan is like spotless. And the streets are of gold, so. <laughs> gold attracts dust. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We have to stop. We have to stop. Okay, so this is the first verse. We're at verse three where it kind of sort of mentions Jesus. Yeah. Faithful till death said our loving master. What does the Bible <laughs> say? All right, so it's kind of cool because we do hear Jesus say this. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus is talking to the 12 and he's telling them to go out like mm-hmm. sheep among wolves, be my disciples. Right. And he says this, Matthew 10, verses 21 and 22. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So I have to believe that that's the hymnspiration. For that verse, at least, faithful till death, said our loving master. So our loving master, Jesus, says, if you stand firm... Faithful to the end, right. death, you, you will, be, will saved. be saved. Yeah. And so this is, like you said, Carrie, Jesus telling his disciples to go. And he has all these instructions for them. Go with another person, go two by two. If someone doesn't welcome you, brush the dust off your shoes and go someplace else. And I just had such a flashback to our very first <laughs> episode. I know. I mean, do you think our listeners have all gone back and listened to episode number one? I, I mean, don't if know. you only found us like a year ago or two weeks ago. I mean, when I find a podcast, I always listen to the first one. Well, that's funny because I think we've gotten so much better since the first I one. I know, I you know. know. But the first one, we talked about the hymn by B.B. McKinney. Yes. Wherever he leads, I'll go. And it's literally quoting the New Testament, right. take up thy cross and follow me. So that was like the summer of 2020. Yeah. That was three years ago. Yeah. So if you haven't gone back to, to listen. Episode one. Just do it. Just for a, a hoot. It's funny. <laughs> so it's funny because we read through those instructions. I don't even think we talked about or, you know, yeah. made notice of this ending uh, sentence. Right. The Which one is... who stands firm to the end will be saved. Right. So the hymn writer is saying faithful till death, just like our master said. Right. Even though there's bad stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, but he says toils of the road will then seem as nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we know that, you know, we, we know, know that. that in heaven, in revelation, we are promised that he will wipe every tear. Right. There will be no more death. We know that the toils of the road will seem nothing, but it's really hard to think about when you're in the middle of a toil. I know. Can I say toil? Yeah, like toil. That? Well, it's again, focusing on your eternal life rather right. than your present life. Right. And when you f- keep your eyes focused on your eternal life and the promises that Jesus has for us, it certainly makes our earthly life seem, mm-hmm. you know, less significant. Right. 
Right. All right. Do you want to look at the final verse? Yeah, this is this fun. Is... We don't usually sing through the entire hymn. I know. How come we're doing that this time? <laughs> For fun. For fun. And it's not that long. No, it's not long. And hopefully you're not sick of us singing. No, but remember when we had like, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, you didn't want us to sing through the 17 <laughs> right, verses. Right, There's only four. <laughs> All right, let's sing verse four. When we see Jesus coming in glory, when he comes from his home in the sky, then we shall meet him in that bright mansion. We'll understand it all by and by. That's the one that has the most, you know, biblical truth in it. Yeah. No one is going to have a problem with that verse. I think the problem that they have is just that it took so long to get there. Yeah. I mean, we hear about the mansion. We hear how we'll understand it. So we see Jesus mm -hmm. coming in glory. Yes. He comes from heaven back to us, and then we'll meet him in the mansion, mm -hmm. and we'll understand everything. By and by. So, of course, we know in the Bible it refers to the mansions, but there's so many verses um, about him just coming back. There's so many verses about Jesus' second coming. I mean, I love this one. Yeah. How's this for a promise? Hebrews 9, 28. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a, a second, second time. time. Not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. I mean, and of course, when you're talking about the second coming, it's all over Revelation, but I love this, yeah. right? So the book of Revelation, chapter one, verses seven and eight, behold, he is coming with the clouds mm -hmm. and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, I, amen, I am the alpha and the omega, says the Lord God who is and who was and who is to come. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Yeah. Any songs about the second coming, I say, wel welcome, bring them on, because we don't sing enough of them. Right. So then, again, is this song a song right. about the second coming? I mean, not really. It has a verse about it, for sure. For sure. And, you know, we could sit here, and I'm sure theologians would love to, and preachers, yeah. and, like, pick apart. Pick apart, like, all yeah. the little problems with it. Right. Because um, there are some. But I have a direct quote about this hymn. <gasps> really? Yes. <clears throat> Attention, please. <laughs> Farther Along is one of those songs in which words and music blend almost perfectly to present a wonderful message of faith. Hmm. We should derive some comfort from the chorus that what we now know only in part, we shall certainly understand farther along. Then we will not have to ask why or to speculate. In the meantime, we are reminded we must be faithful all our lives to our loving master. I mean, that quote is like almost better than the song. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, what that, that quote should be a part of every hymnal, mm. you know? I think that obviously the Holy Spirit can do many things, mm. but this hymn might comfort a, a Christian, a believer right. who knows the end of the story. Um, but I don't know if this hymn would do much to change the mind or transform a non-believer. I mean, obviously God and the his Holy Spirit can right. do anything. Of course. But you see that it's just, it's lacking right. in some areas. Right. And it's really too bad. Now, so we just talked about the controversy of the hymn theology. Sure. But now we're actually going to dive into the author. And there's some controversy there too. Oh no. Yeah. Funny. Let's talk about this guy. All right. 
William Buell Stevens was born on March 11, 1862 in Lawnridge, Scotland County, Missouri. What do you think of that middle name, Buell? <laughs> Buell. B-U-E-L. Buell. Rhymes yeah. with fuel. Right. <laughs> um, honestly, we don't have a ton of information on him, right. but we'll share with you what we found. Okay. Um, it's said that he was converted at an early age because of a godly father and mother, Aww. which is very sweet. And guess what his father's name was? Buell. Now, we read that in 1862, so the same year that he was born, the father was arrested with 80 German Methodists, and they were charged with mutiny in 1862, the year he was born. Buell charged with <laughs> mutiny. And from what I could read, it says that he was made an example of, and he was sent to federal prison in Alton, Illinois. For being a Methodist. Yep. But they were eventually returned to service after six months. Mm. So William Buell Stevens' father was a pastor. Yes, and he was in prison when he was born. I mean, we're not blaming him for that. Are you <laughs> no, blaming him? No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so he grows up. He is converted at an early age. He ends up getting married, um, and he became sanctified, him and his wife, and okay. joined the Church of God Holiness. And they spent a few years traveling as tent evangelists. Right. Wow. And together they established two church communities, one in Queen City, Missouri in 1889 and one in Moulton, Iowa. And at about this time, he says that he achieved prominence as an evangelistic preacher, singer, and songwriter. Now, this is so interesting to me because we see in our research that he's written hundreds of hymns, mm -hmm. published songbooks, mm -hmm. hymnals, but we couldn't find much outside no. of this song. No. Um, so now we're getting into a little bit of the hardships that he went through. I read that all of the children that they had died before them, oh. including a son who died at age 19 and a daughter who died just shortly thereafter. Um, and he tragically lost an uncle to heart disease at age 48. He had a lot of death in his life that he lived through. And, you know, it's assumed that that is maybe what shaped the feelings that were expressed in this song. Like, yeah. why are all these bad things happening to right. him? So maybe there was a little bit of personal story that was the inspiration. And, of course, the comfort and hope he had knowing yeah. that he would meet his children someday again. Right. right. Um, yeah. I mean, so we could just end yeah. the podcast here, you know, William Buell Stevens, he was the composer author and, you know, be done with it. But then I just did a little bit more digging and there were different names in hymnals as you looked at different hymnals and yeah. found this song farther along or even seen it, you know, on the record label, there were different People. Mm -hmm. So it appeared first in 1911, and it was in a hymnal called Select Hymns for Christian Worship. And the editor of that hymnal was named Barney Elliott Warren. And in that hymnal, it said that Barney Elliott Warren wrote farther along. So that is right from the beginning. It was confusing. Okay, who did write it? I mean, obviously, he was the editor, but he did not write it. Then um, in 1937, we see it again, and it listed back to... W.B. Stevens. So in 1937, it was nine, it was Stevens. But then in 1944, it was Robert E. Winsett, another person. So right there, in the course of like 30 years, we have three different people attributed to the hymn. 
And like you might think it would just be done at that point, 1945, mm-hmm. 1944. And, you know, that's it. Nobody's really talking about this hymn. Mm-hmm. But then kind of recently, Cal. Yes. 2008 on Wikisource. Now, do you think Wikisource is like mostly true or mostly false? I mean, I don't really believe Wikisource. Do we? I don't know. I thought Wikisource was better than like Wikipedia. I don't know. Google Wikisource right now. Okay, so it looks to me like there's just a bunch of different sources that are here in Wikisource, and they're, they're, they vary in their validity. So it could be a fully validated and reliable text, or it could be, you know, 20% validated. So, you know, you just have to know what you're reading. Mm-hmm. But this guy who writes on Wikisource... In 2008. ...who he thinks he's 100% true, 100% valid says his grandfather named W.A. Fletcher. He wrote the song, and he said that he wrote it because he couldn't be present for his son's birth. He was serving God and, uh, you know, doing tent meetings and whatever, and he couldn't be home for the birth, and he wrote the song as a result of that experience. And then there was a gentleman who bought the song for $2. Right. I mean, so he- this second gentleman named Baxter bought it and... Put it to music. And so that sort of takes away what we think W.B. Stevens did. We have Stevens. We have Fletcher. We have Winsett. And then a little bit later in other hymnals, we have a W.E. Lindsay and a W.P.J. All credited as authors. Okay. I mean, something that's interesting is that all of these people have W in their name. Could they all just be W.B. Stevens? Mm -hmm. You have W.P.J., W.E. Lindsay, W.A. Fletcher. Mm -hmm. I think it's all just W.B. Stevens. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let our listeners decide. (laughs) So we found, you know, this message board where people started writing. So we have the first post that says, yes, it was my great-grandfather who composed the hymns. He was a poor evangelist, and he sold the song. Now it says for $50. Before it said for $2. And it says that his grandfather and wife, you know, spent years, 50 years serving the Nazarene church. They started 35 churches. They held camp meetings. They reached 40 states in all. And he wrote many other hymns, such as the submarine song and I Feel the Joy, but no hymn was quite as famous as Farther Along. So he writes that. Now, on that same message board, in response to what he wrote that you just said, Mm -hmm. um, a man named Lloyd Stoops He wrote, and he said that Reverend W.P.J. was the real composer of the song. And Lloyd said that he had an original copy of the song. Original, Kelly. Wow. From, like, 1911? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's not over there. Then someone else comments, this guy's name is Stephen Rowland, and he's saying that, no, 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 it has to be W.B. Stevens. He says, my mother used to deliver eggs to the house when he lived there, and my mother said he used to practice his sermons on the porch. I was up there in 2002 when my father passed away. I mean, the egg story has to be real. I know, right? (laughs) Why would anyone make that up? All right, finally on the message board, one more person decides to chime in. This person's name is S.G. Greer. And I'm thinking he's a little angry, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that becomes our angry sound. All right, so S.G. Greer writes... It is so interesting that so many people feel the need to credit a family member for this song. He does seem angry. Right? Yeah. 
So he goes on to say, no one knows for sure. If you go to wikipedia.com, plus there's confirmation on this Timeless Truth website, he says his grandfather, W.A. Fletcher, was riding the train next to Mr. Baxter, who was a music promoter, and when he observed the poetic writing of my grandfather, he offered him $2 for the words. He says, believe what you all want, and I will also do so. We'll find out in heaven. Be sure you'll be there. Okay. <laughs> so he thinks Fletcher. But I actually think that's the same, you know, person who said it was his grandfather, right? It was right. just a different board. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's sick of having this argument online. Believe what you want. Well, I think it's so funny that we'll find out in heaven farther along. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. We don't know who wrote it. And as far as the music goes, sometimes the music says W.B. Stevens wrote it. And sometimes it says it's anonymous. And sometimes it says it's an American melody. Right. In like quotes, American melody. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. So there's no general consensus. Mm-mm. But we've seen this. We've seen this on we our have, own podcast. Hymns are misattributed all the time. Right. Well, I think we can agree that someone with the initial W <laughs> yes. wrote the song. Yes. And had experienced some hardships in his life. Mm-hmm. And will be in heaven to talk about it. In the by and by. <laughs> I was going to say that. In you the were. by and by, yeah. You, you beat were. me to it. So one of the things that's kind of amazing about this hymn that yeah. no one seems to know where it came from is it did cross over right. into pop culture, yeah. country music, gospel music. I mean, we have to share some of these recordings mm-hmm. online. I mean, the trio, yeah. Tina and Ike Turner. Yeah. yeah. Elvis Presley. Right. Right. But of course, it brings us to our favorite segment on Hymn Talk Twin Talk. <laughs> Let's go to the movies. So we're going to find movies that have the hymn Mm -hmm. farther farther along. along. Yeah. And there was a few. And I have a little bit of time on my hands. This is Kelly, you guys. And I watched both of the movies. Kelly is turning into a hymn movie aficionado. (laughs) Yes. All right. So the first movie that I found this in was in a movie called Shadrach. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Yes, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but just Shadrach. And this movie came out in 1998. It starred Harvey Keitel and Andy McDowell. They were husband and wife. Oh. And it was actually a a really sweet story. It was way down in the South, and there were two families. It was the Harvey Keitel and Andy McDowell family who was definitely falling on hard times. And then there was another family with no known actors at the time, you know, that were doing much, much better. And it was the Great Depression. It was prohibition, you know, and some people are living fine and some people aren't. And the kids are friends. And the story goes that this man shows up on their doorstep and he's very, very old and very, very sickly and really looks like he doesn't have much time on this earth. And he says to the family, the family, the Harvey Keitel and Andy McDowell family, they're the Dabneys. And he says he wants to be buried there. Because it used to be a plantation and he was a slave there. And he wants to be buried on the land um, where his family was buried too, right. way, way back when. Um, and, it, and it got a little heavy. The, the law enforcement came and said, it is illegal to bury a black man on your land. You cannot do it. So it's the story and I'm listening and waiting and watching for farther along to come. Right. It's there somewhere. It's there somewhere. And, you know, you're just watching it. And they do this long car ride to get to the farm. And 
just like the background of the song while they're going okay. through the land is this real twangy banjo playing hymn farther along. I'm telling you, it was almost unrecognizable. Okay. But you recognized yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you were really listening closely. Well, I also had the captions on that said farther along. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yes, yes. I mean, do everything with captions on, you guys. You can find it all. Yeah, so it did. It said farther along. And then I actually rewound it to hear it again, and it was this kind of twangy sound, not like the sound that I kind of hear with it with Dolly Parton and Elvis uh, Presley right. and Johnny totally Cash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's there. It was a good movie. I would recommend it, except the language is really bad. They talk horribly to each other. I watched it with Ellie and we were like, I can't believe they talk like this. All right, so you have another movie? Can you believe there's another one? No, I and actually this cannot. Movie, this movie is awesome. It's The Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Do you know that movie at oh, all? I don't know. That I mean, sounds kind of familiar. They actually call it a Christmas movie. The premise is, is that Queen Latifah's character is, you know, a, a clerk in a store and she has all these dreams. She has a book of possibilities and she okay. wants to, you know, cook and she wants to get married, but she doesn't really do any of it. She doesn't pursue any of it. It's always like someday. And um, she ends up taking a fall at work, end up, ends up getting a CAT scan, and she's told she maybe has three or four weeks to live. Wow. And that's it. She, like, travels. I mean, what would you do if you thought you only had three or four weeks to live? But in the beginning, when she finds this out, she sings in her church choir because it's Queen Latifah and she's a singer. And um, and she sings this huge song, Questioning God. It's kind of it's it's kind of funny. It's not okay. sad. Okay. You know, why? Why, God? Why? Why, God? Why? And I watched the whole movie and I never saw Father Along. What? And then I saw it in the credits, Father Along, performed by Queen Latifah. So I actually rewound and fast forwarded and fast forward and I still couldn't find farther along. Okay, this is a terrible story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a terrible story. So what? So then I go back. She's at her church. She's in the choir. And the pastor is preaching. And he's preaching. He's like all fire and brimstone. And the choir in the background is like ooing and they're swaying. You know, I mean, this this church service, you know, looked like a lot of fun. Right. And then I finally listened. No words. And they're ooing. Ooh. Ooh. They're just humming farther along. While the pastor is preaching. Yeah. You know when the yeah. music starts, when yeah. the pastor's preaching? Yep. They were humming farther along. Now, the thing is, is that I feel like it was a little misleading because in the right. credits, it said performed by Queen Latifah. I mean, I guess she was in the choir ooing, um, but it made it sound like the hymn was really there. And so all I could think of is maybe that it was something that came out in editing. It was there a little bit more, but instead they just had her singing her Why God Why song. Wow. But it was but it, there. And it almost seemed like maybe, I don't know, maybe they it was like farther along sort of inspired it. Right. It was like, we want a song yeah. where she can ask questions mm -hmm. and struggle. And they didn't end up using farther along. They created something else. Yeah, maybe. But they picked the right song for the theme. Right. You know, they didn't just pick any old song. And they weren't just singing oohs on any random notes. Right. They did farther along. So I think that... You know, even though it wasn't fully in the movie, it just shows how this hymn has impacted and affected mm -hmm. a lot of people. You know, God uses music yep. constantly. And I'm 
I'm really grateful that she had this as a comfort mm-hmm. when she was going through her hard time. Mm-hmm. And Linda, we'll take a third request. Yes, <laughs> although it could take us two years. It, it could take us a while, but we got Jesus, lover of my soul. We got uh, farther along, and she wants us to share this music by Jamie Smith. Mm. So Jamie is a worship leader in Oklahoma, and we were going to share all her information, but she's recorded several CDs. Farther along comes from a CD that she calls Americana Hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays guitar. She sings. Her performance of Farther Along is just lovely. Mm. All right. So I hope everyone enjoys this. Please listen and sing along. Jamie Smith, Farther, Farther Along. Farther Along
Cheer up my brothers Hold on my sisters We'll understand it All by and by So nice. I know, and she has kind of a lower alto voice. Yes, and she takes it a little bit slower than we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love her take on it, because mm-hmm. she changes up the melody. Mm-hmm. She has her own style. And it's really comforting. Yeah. I can see why Linda liked this. I so know. thank you, Linda, for sharing this with us. And thank you, Jamie, for allowing us to share your music. Mm-hmm. We're going to share all your information. Mm-hmm. She has a website. She's on social media. She's mm-hmm. on YouTube. We'll make sure our listeners know how to find you. All right, Kelly, we have our hymn take. All right. And what's your hymn take? Well, you know, a lot of times with hymns, outside of the value of worshiping with that hymn, like outside of that, there's a whole nostalgia, sentimentality that we connect with hymns. Mm -hmm. And honestly, because it makes me think of Mansion Over the Hilltop, I love when the hymn writer says... Then we shall meet him in that bright mm. mansion. Yeah. Well, I am close to that, but not the exact same okay, one. Okay, okay. Um, I like the last line of the refrain, which just happens to be the last line of verse four, which is okay. right after yep. the mansion. We'll understand it all by, by and by. by. I just love the phrase by and by because we mm-hmm. learned so much about it and mm-hmm. talked about it so much. And here it is used again. And we'll understand it. You know, I'm not going to tell you to cheer up and don't worry and, you know, but I'm going to say that someday we will have the answers. It's just not now. So I just want to end the podcast with just one scripture verse. If someone is there and going through a hard time and questioning God, I'm not sure we were helpful. (laughs) But you guys, Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. He will work together everything for good. And maybe that's just another way of saying we'll understand it all Mm -hmm. by and by or Mm -hmm. someday. But God has promised to love us, to care for us, and he is working together all things for good. So if that's the comfort you need to hear today, I hope, I hope this podcast helped. God is always at work for our good and for his glory. Mm. We just have to believe that in all circumstances. Right. And we'll understand it farther Farther along. along. All right. Thank you, Linda, for bringing this to our podcast. Thank you, Jamie, for sharing your song with us. And thank you, everyone, for listening and Mm -hmm. being a supporter of Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Mm -hmm. We love the hymns. We always say we have a passionate, hymn-loving community. Right. We really do appreciate you. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new hymn. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.